Hey, what's up, y'all? This is the Old Tanto Podcast. My name is Tanto, and this podcast is basically just talking about fun and godly things. So for today's episode, it's a Q&A, just asking 10 random questions, maybe a bonus one, I don't know yet, and um, just giving answers to them. So my guest today is one of my sisters, Tolu. Say hi to the people, Tolu. What's up to the people? Okay, all right, let's get started. First question, what do I do if a friend betrays me? What do would you do or what would I do? It's a question. Somebody's asking a question for God's sake. To whom is the question being asked? To whom? What do I do if a friend betrays me? So they're asking you that to tell them. Oh, God. If I have to explain it, then <laughs> let me just move on to the next question. What do I do if a friend betrays me? It's a very interesting question, right? Because I have had betrayals in my lifetime, right? I need context to be able to answer the question. If a friend does something that you think is a betrayal, maybe you guys get into it so they tell all your secrets or maybe they befriend somebody that they're not supposed to befriend that, you know, did you wrong or maybe the person... It's a case-by-case basis. Depends on what the betrayal is. But let's say you feel betrayed by a friend. What um, should you do? Keep them at their arm's length. Well, um, I've had experience with that, right? And it's not an easy thing at all because betrayal, when you feel betrayed, it also, you also sometimes will feel um, that you can't forgive the person, right? But, you know, the Bible says in, what is it? Mark chapter 11, verse 25. And whenever you stand praying to God, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So basically, if you have unforgiveness in your heart because this person did you wrong, you know, you want to let it go because half the time they don't even realize they did anything wrong. So it's just you feeling it. It's just you suffering, you know. So you just got to let it go. Doesn't mean you're going to forget. Doesn't mean you're going to act stupid. And, you know, like let's say your friend, because you guys get into it, your friend goes online and blasts you and tells all your secrets, right? And now you're forgiving the friend. Doesn't mean that you should go back to that friend because you guys are reconciled and start telling secrets again. Knowing that this person has a kind of personality where if they're upset, they will tell all your secrets, right? right. So you're thinking, you're saying that they should, they sh- um, you should keep that friend at, at an arm's length. Is there no, like, is, is that the, is that what should always be done? Or you're thinking it just depends on the situation and how much of the, of I the betrayal? I feel like I need more context, but for the most part, if you feel like somebody betrayed you, it depends on how deep the betrayal is. If it's a surface betrayal, mm-hmm. just keep them at an arm's length. If it's something that's like unforgivable, if it's something that's hard to forgive, so mm-hmm. like, still going to be your man. Obviously, mm-hmm. just don't be that person's friend. But if it's a little thing like, oh, they told you a secret, or I don't, I can't think of a betrayal right now. That's, um, they said something foul that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Then it's expressing that it's always important that you let somebody know how they they made you feel. So expressing to them how they made you feel, right, and just. Keeping them at an arm's length, just the high and the by is okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, you just like going straight for the arm's length thing, right? Okay. All right. Second question: Is it okay to pray about unimportant things? Because sometimes I pray about things that others might find a bit silly. See this? I always tell people I pray about everything. Like you're interviewing people. You should let the people answer the question first. But I'm also asking the question for myself. Like I'm asking I'm a, you at myself. I'm a, I'm a guest in your house. Because, okay, answer the question. What's the answer? What's your answer to the question? 
Yes, I feel like Bible says we should pray without seasoning, and we should pray about everything. Season hmm? Without seasoning. Seasoning. However, you get the point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always pray about everything. And this started from when I was little. I remember when I was growing I was very, very little. I tell this story all the time. Um, I was very young, and this was before I even turned maybe 13. So I was not a teenager yet. And my, my, uh, I, you know, and this is a real story, so we got to keep it real. My breasts were not going. Okay. Oh, my God. And so, you know, I was expressing my younger sister's breasts were bigger than mine. You know, and so I remember talking to my mom about it and just saying something wrong with me. Like, you know, I, I want big breasts. Like, I, you know, I'm older. I should have big breasts. And she said, well, why don't you have you prayed about it? And I was like, what? Why would I pray about it? She's like, you can pray about anything. Mm. If you want big breasts, why don't you pray? And ask God to give you big breasts. Tell mm-hmm. God how you're feeling. And I remember thinking, why would she give me that? But I was like, wow. For my mom to say this. And, mm-hmm. and so I prayed. I actually prayed. Now, I know some of you are wondering, mm-hmm. what is the, where's the end of the testimony? Did God answer that prayer? That's, yes, that's our question. Our follow-up question. Right. God answered in a way I did not expect. Is it, <laughs> is it in, in, a, in an inappropriate way? <laughs> Because my okay, thank you. That's okay. That's okay. Thank you. So my okay, yes. I said yes. Okay, blah blah blah. Okay, we thank God for your life, sister. He may not. Hallelujah. He may not answer. He may not answer when you call him. That's okay. Don't even bother. I forget what happened. Yeah, that's why I said don't bother. Before you hurt yourself. Okay, for me, but he answers on time. Mm -hmm. For me, I pray about everything. Like sometimes I'm playing, I'm playing Call of Duty, and even though I know they're cheating, right? People are using mod menus, so I know they're cheating. There's no way I'm gonna win, but I still pray anyway. Now I lose, right? But I still pray because it's just a part of me. Like, I'm so used to doing that. Um, you know, when I'm cooking, before I cook, I pray. Because I have a tough audience in my family when I cook, you know. So I pray, God, you know, guide his hands as I throw it down in the kitchen and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, if I do say so myself, and I do, the food always tastes good. Isn't that right, Tolu? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Number three, how do I overcome my fear of singing aloud in church because I'm conscious about my singing voice? Tolo, you might be able to answer this, not saying you're not blessed in the area of singing, but not saying you're blessed in the area of singing. Currently, we have um, six feet seating at church. So the next person, next, the person sitting next to you is six feet away or six feet apart. So that's one way. Um, another way is... So just close your eyes. If you close your eyes, you wouldn't notice that people are looking at you. That's a good point, actually. When you close your eyes, then you're not so conscious. That's good. I mean, and the Bible says in, you know, Psalm 98, verse 4, make a joyful noise. Now, some of you, I'm sure. Hello. Yes, thank you. Some of you, I'm sure, tend to make more of the, the noise part, you know. But the Bible says joyful noise. So, hey, you know, I guess he doesn't mind if it's a lot of noise making, you know. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, just do you. But I wouldn't say, like, try to get, like, solos in the choir and stuff. And, you know, I don't know. Let me not say anything because we're talking about godly things, right? We're talking about singing to God in church. So I can't really say be quiet. <laughs> Let's move on. Question number four. I'm trying to leave a church, but I don't know how. 
Well, I've left the church before, and I think the most important thing is that you should just leave without blasting the church or putting the church on blast because especially if the church is a spirit-filled one and the pastor, God actually talks through the pastor, and you're saying the pastor is occultic or the church is a cult or whatever, then you're attributing the things of God to things of demons. And I think that's what it's one of the things that Jesus said. Actually, that's the thing Jesus said is unforgivable, that you should not do that. What do you think, Tolu? Um, personally, I think that with everything, pray first mm -hmm. and ask God for wisdom on how to handle the situation. God would always give us wisdom. Bible says we should ask. So praying and asking God on how to do it. Secondly, if you're a worker or somebody that's prominent in that ministry, go into the pastor and letting the pastor know right. the same way that, you know, you would put in your two weeks notice at a job or mm -hmm. something. It's the same way that just common courtesy just go to the pastor or the leader and say hey you know i'm feeling led to leave you know no hard feelings right blessing if it doesn't give you a blessing or she doesn't give you a blessing that's fine mm. but you know letting them know letting them know that's important that you don't want no beef you just want to leave in peace right and when you leave you just leave and focus on other things that you know don't don't leave and then your spiritual life goes down right that's you important keep, yeah keep going and keep growing in christ mm -hmm. keep evolving in christ but because um, uh, I had this conversation with somebody recently, mm -hmm. and they said that some some a, a pastor was saying that a true son does not leave his father; only servants do. And of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that, right? Because the true son does not leave his father; only servants do, right? So that is that that is a fair point. So if there, so the pastor was saying, if you're my true child, if you're my true true children, you would not leave. So if people that are leaving are because they're not my children. Right, but well, but, case, but yeah, but children, servants. Mm, but to that point, right? Obviously, if you feel like the like something is going on wrong in that church, right? Your spirit is not sitting right with it. Not saying, oh, because you're offended, right? Because somebody you know pissed you off. That's different than the Holy Spirit telling you, okay, you gotta leave. You know, it's heretic stuff that's being preached, or it's just some even weird it's, stuff. Even if you're going to a cultist church or a church that's fake, come on, courtesy. If you're a good person. If you're a good person, you have good morals, whatever, come on, courtesy just demands. If you're going to leave somewhere and they know you again, if you're prominent, right. you're a worker, mm -hmm. and they know you're just communicating that. Right. You know, you're not obligated to. However, again, like I said, that's why I said it's just courtesy. And, you know, yeah. So whether and, it's and, a big and church, that's why, and church, that's whatever kind of right. church, if God is leading you, your emotions are leading you, great. The point is just letting somebody know, even with a job. And that just goes with everything. If you're the kind of person that would leave a church just like that, it makes me wonder how you act at work as well. Because people say, oh, I'm different in church, I'm different in school. And then it's still the same thing. Somehow, some traits will always follow you to every environment you're in. So me, for example, the same way I act at work, I'm very hardworking, I'm, fo I'm focused, I'm mm -hmm. determined. That's the same attitude I bring to church. So mm -hmm. if I'm leaving work, I always put in my two weeks or whatever. Right. And I would do the same thing for church. If mm -hmm. I'm not going to be available at work, you know, you put in your request. Same thing in church. I'm not going to be available. Right, like as a worker, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, I'm not going to be available, whatever. So, again, first of all, prayers. Secondly, communication. Right.
and not saying that if a church is occultic that you can't tell anybody about it right i'm saying that if it's a spirit-filled church and you're just offended so you're starting to think oh there must be something right because you're offended right you have to be very careful about that right okay number five how do i know the right church for me i think i speak for tulu and i when i say that just pray about it and just let the holy spirit lead you because we had to look for a church and I, at some point i was getting a little frustrated because i couldn't you know find the right church and i was just like maybe i should just go back to the old one because i just can't deal with it but i prayed about it and asked the Holy Spirit to lead me to the right church, to lead us to the right church, and He did, right? A place where we can grow and a place that's spirit filled, and He did. So just pray about it and just test out the like, see, test the spirit, right, in that church. Um, listen to the sermon, the preaching, how things are being done, and see, you know, if it's spirit filled or not, right? Because it's the same spirit as in you that is in the church, it's the same Holy Spirit. Okay, quite, I think I spoke for you too. Is that correct? We did not, mm -hmm. but we'll I, I think I did, yes. Um, Okay, number six. How do I change my vocabulary to a spirit-filled one in moments of high stress or anxiety? And I think Tuluani, you are going to be the best person to answer this because God is working on me, but He's definitely I have no shame still working on you. Game. I know you don't. You play with me, I play with you too. Mm. Um, personally, I always say, "Don't try me, try Jesus." Because mm. I throw hands and I throw this, my mouth moves. Okay, I would tell it. Your mouth moves. The throwing hands part is gonna throw me off a little bit, but let's let's continue. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. The point is, um, again, as with everything, honestly, and I hate to be like sound like a broken radio, broken battery record broken for God's sick. I mean, I'm God sorry. Apples. Radio. I mean, oh God. Yes, record. Broken something or the other. <laughs> Record. But praying about it is always vital. We pray about everything, right? So even asking God, God, now, I, you know, me personally, too, I should be praying about this. But sometimes it gets to a point where, sure, you know, yeah. but, you know, and so this is why, like, whether you're a Christian or you're not even a Christian, mm -hmm. if you're a person that's trying to work on yourself, there's something called knowing yourself right so knowing right. your triggers knowing right. your antecedents what, mm -hmm. is it, what are those things that trigger this reaction and once you're able to know that and recognize it you can say to yourself All right, i feel myself getting angry what are my coping skills what are the coping so for example if you feel yourself getting angry all right what should i do should i walk away i need to walk away when i feel myself getting angry mm -hmm. when i feel myself getting upset i need to take a breather i need to say excuse me let me walk away for a little bit let me calm down or let me count to 10 Whatever it is that you do to, to to calm down or to ease your stress. So recognizing those triggers, first of all, and then having a plan on how you're going to react. Because how you react is important. How you, whatever you do after the consequences is important. Um, and so if you, for example, maybe you know that when you're driving, you give it, you're a very aggressive driver like I am. Yes, you sure. And getting your yes. nerves. So, you know, like from personally, sometimes it just comes out. The B word comes out sometimes or the F word comes out. And then I say, oh, God, please forgive me. I think it's important. Some people say it and don't even feel anything. Me, when sometimes when I cuss, I, yeah, I'll be honest. Sometimes when I cuss, I feel guilty. Like, well, yeah, like I feel the Holy Spirit convict me is what I should say. Like, that's what, that's what you like, should God, say. I should you know, say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm even saying it for you, too. Because, right. like myself, like, you, and that's a good point, like, when I'm driving, for example, when I'm playing Call of Duty and I'm losing, or Nigeria is playing the World Cup and they're losing, I find myself saying certain things, right? Because that's a moment of high stress and anxiety. Huh? What are the certain things you say? Dang. No. First of all, not even. But okay. Um, when I'm driving, people try to 
can people cut me off in traffic or try like you know almost cause me accident i have to yesterday happened yesterday i had to press on my brakes and i, I realized that huh like you know I've, I've been like like what the you know i don't know look here mama might be listening to this. you said that you said the f word and I'm, I don't know what I say. I don't want to, what do I have to, like, I say things, right? Or I'm actually, most, actually, I mostly just insult them, actually. I think is my thing. I insult them, right? And so I remember asking God, like, the Holy Spirit to just teach me, help me to always call on the name of Jesus, especially um, in moments where I'm about to have an accident, for example, God forbid, um, because call the name of Jesus, the power in the name of Jesus, right? That could be what saves me. And so because I became, like you said, being conscious of it, right? I became conscious. I asked the Holy Spirit to help me. And then I realized that although I'm not perfect yet, but lately I've been doing that. Like whenever I have to, you know, something happens, might cuss me off or I'm slamming my brakes. Um, I say, Jesus, it happened yesterday. I was like, Jesus, oh my God. And I was so proud of myself. I was pissed off at the person, but I was proud of myself. Okay. Number seven. How do I stop eating things that aren't so good for me? I can't answer this question because right now I'm currently on the um, chocolate slash candy fast and I got the shakes, y'all. I just, I the other time I was dreaming about, I'll be dreaming about it. You know, I'll be on social media and I see like a Skittles commercial and I'm just like, I gotta scroll through because I'm just, uh, I'll be driving and I just reach, absently reach for a bag of candy or chocolate and it's not there because I'm on the fast from, I just... And I know you can't talk about it, Tulu, because uh, you and food. Um, well, like five and six. You're like five and six? Because, yeah, I mean, so what? what is your answer to that? Personally, God is still working on me. With he that. sure is, yeah. I love to eat. I turn to food to eat. I and you turn to other people's food, too, food. to eat. You, you, you forgot to mention that part. Okay. Okay. So I find comfort in food. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's something that I recognize in myself. And it's something that, you know... Um, all working on right. trying not to be dependent so much on food um i remember like because when i'm stressed i eat when i'm angry i eat if i'm upset i eat when somebody and when you see other people's food you eat go ahead somebody mm -hmm. betrays me i'm eating mm -hmm. if i you know i wake up craving food i wake up in the morning and i want to eat i go to sleep wanting to eat it's terrible this actually you know? sounds worse than i realized i'm sorry i said this actually sounds worse than i realized no, it's it's bad, and I've prayed about it and things, and you know I will say like even and and so I think it's one thing that because Tolu I will, it again, Tolu fill her plate up. Tolu will fill her plate up. Excuse me. Tolu will fill her plate up with jollof rice and meat, and then she will take some bread on the side and like just <laughs> okay. So I think that that's why I understand it's that. And go, again, I think most of the things we're going to talk about today is that being aware about yourself, having a self-awareness, reflecting on yourself. So I recognize this in me. And so it's like one of those things that I pray about. Now, it's not enough to just say I pray about it, but I mm -hmm. still go and carry ice cream after. It's like I pray about it, but I'm like, okay, what strategies can I use to not always turn to food or what alternatives if you're going to turn if you're going to eat something what are healthy alternatives that's what i'm trying to work on right right chocolate and candy right i remember one time i was fasting and when it's when you're fasting that all the temptations come so sure temptation but this day i was fasting and somebody got and then that's that was the day that work chose to be hectic where it got to a point where i wanted to cry because it was just overwhelming. Usually when work gets very stressful, like when I'm at my desk, I eat while I'm working because it helps me move faster. It helps me keep mm -hmm. my mind me too. going yeah. when I mm -hmm. eat. So I'm used to always eating while I work. 
So this day I couldn't eat while I was working. I was getting very overwhelmed and I kept trying to turn and I was like, I want to eat. I need to eat. And I started crying because I'm just like, I want, I know that if I Because you need your food, better. girl. Mm-hmm. And so I had started God. I need you to help me. And, you know, like I, I cannot turn to food. So that's when instead of turning to food, I turned to God and I was praying. Hallelujah. Instead of, instead of seeking the comforting food, I, I had, I was forced to seek comfort in God. In God, which is yes. what happened. That's why fasting is very important. Mm-hmm. Because fasting, we, we, fasting is you're depriving yourself of that thing that your body craves and instead you're turning to God because mm-hmm. if you're really fasting, if you're doing the true fast, it, it will help you to turn to God and not mm-hmm. to that thing mm-hmm. that we usually, that we usually turn to. So maybe mm-hmm. social media, your phone, food, whatever the case may be. Um, okay. Number eight. Sometimes I get restless at bedtime. How do I fix this? One thing I, there's this Bible passage. Ooh, I didn't write it down. You can Google it, right? It's something like, it goes like, God gives rest to his beloved. I always quote that whenever I'm in bed and I can't sleep, I need to sleep, right? I always say that. And that helps me, reassures me that God, because you're my beloved, I mean, I'm your beloved. God, because um, I'm your beloved, you're going to give me rest because your word says you give rest to your beloved. So I keep repeating that, right? Um, another thing that, you know, unfortunate to say, you know, um, also, when I when I start to pray, you know, it helps me sleep. <laughs> so, like I fall straight, I fall straight <laughs> straight to sleep. When you uh, start to what? To pray, I said. This what I say is unfortunately to see. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. When I start speaking in tongues, that puts me to bed. And that's what I said. Knocks me straight out. <laughs> so, it's unfortunate, uh, but but I do sleep with God. I do sleep with God's word in, on my lips, though. So at least I'm gonna give myself that. But yeah, that helps me. So that's you might try that. Start yeah, praying, start praying. You go straight. And, it's not a bad thing, to be honest. At the end of the day, because that means that you're quiet. Your your spirit is getting quiet. That's why right. you're sleeping. But it's not. Uh, yeah, it's obviously like if you're if you need to pray, you shouldn't be praying and sleeping. Right, and sleeping. Right. If you can't if you can't sleep. And you start praying mm-hmm. to help to, to help you to sleep, that. right? But you're, if you, but you shouldn't be praying to sleep when you're in church, right? Like, so you need to like learn how to pray without sleeping, basically. Um, but it's all a work in progress. <laughs> but I don't sleep in church. Um, okay, and basically, and one thing you should not do, Sha, is sleep with your feet up on the wall because as Nigerians know, that means the person's they wish. Why would anyone want to sleep with their feet? That because the exactly, people should not because Nigerians know that means the person's they wish. Okay. Um, question number nine: How do I get closer to God? It's work in progress. Work in progress. I, there's never a point where it doesn't matter if you're a bishop, a pastor, whatever you are, where you feel like. Finally, I've made it. I'm close, as close to God as I can get. It's always building a relationship, getting closer to Him. It's always something new you discover by yourself in God. It's always just some more pleasure that you get from God. Um, some more joy in life. So always, you know, meditating on God's Word, praising Him, worshiping, spending some quiet time. It's so hard to do sometimes, especially when you have a busy life. But those are the sort of things that you have to keep working on and growing uh, and doing. What do you think? Yes. 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 And number 10. This... I will have to consider whether you're going to be back on this show or not. 
Question number 10, and this might be one of the, I think all the questions were important, but this is a very important one. How do I listen to more Otanto podcast episodes? Thank you for asking. Um, Otanto podcast, that's the Instagram. So just uh, subscribe to more episodes. All right, um, Tolu, thank you for being my guest. You had no choice. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, and thank you all for tuning in, listening, watching, blah, blah, blah. I don't have a catchphrase, um, but for now, bye-bye, stay blessed, and tune into the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.